coming up on just elders podcast i was always scared of being stuck scared of being so stagnant that i couldn't move anywhere else if you're still making whole decisions after 30 you're just a hoe if somebody offered me right now a million dollar cash or go back till i'm 20 with all the knowledge i got bruh a nigga broke a 40-ounce bottle on my hip because we was a semi-gangs, cliques, and crews. We was a crew in my neighborhood, five of us. So some cats rolled over from College Park. You know. 20s is for your, yeah, definitely for your whole decisions. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. We joke when we yeah. say whole decisions. Whole decisions. Whole. Like, like whole tendencies, whole decisions. Oh, whole. I say this meaning. Oh, 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 okay. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I feel I, like I, I, I was like, 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 teach his class for him one time because he was out of town. What does he teach? Um, human sex in that class. Yeah, human but sex. <laughs> Man, I can't. Come on, say Eldridge. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, this particular trap meet, uh, Kel, who is our a real uh, uh, hurdle runner, he gets hurt. So, they call 300 hurdles, 300 hurdles. So, I'm getting ready to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Do my thing. <laughs> I was like, my coach grabbed my collar, like, Elgin, nope, I need you. Can't do that this time. And I'm like, what you talking about? You're like, you're like, I'll let you get away with this oh, all year. My goodness. You got to run this time. So I'm like, dang. <laughs> ready? Born ready. From Television City in Hollywood. Let the church say amen, amen, amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Just Elders Podcast. First of all, before we get started, let me thank each and every last person that tuned in last week to Why Black Man Why. We had some amazing reviews. Big shout out to all my brothers that took time out that day to answer the questions that the ladies needed to hear. And look out for another uh, part two. That's going to be a series. I don't think we're going to end no time soon. But that last episode, there was something said that kind of inspired this episode. And we were going around giving our ages, and I said I was 29. And everybody was like, dang, bro, you just not turning 30? And I was like, yeah, I am. And they are like, I feel like you've been in your 20s for 20 years, because it really has. I've lived a very full 20-something-year-old uh, life. So I'm definitely want to just – I'm looking forward to turning 30. I'm looking forward to what's coming next. So this episode – we're going to talk about that. I started with the theme song, Good Times, because although we had some highs and lows, mm-hmm. I think we can all sum it all up Definitely. that it was good times, and we good learned time. from it, and it made us a better place. So I'm super excited. This panel is very eclectic in the sense of how I met people, how long I've been knowing people, and just kind of like who they are. So let's start. 
with we gonna go. This way? Yeah, go this way. All right. So um hey, I'll start with you. Um this young lady, I met her, so if you follow me, you know, uh I got good friends, uh Trey and Tia. They uh the YouTube My sensations. Brother. Yeah, your baby brother. And um I don't even know. One day, I just ca- I started coming over. Yeah. And I remember and you. And you just been there. Yeah, I've since. been there. Because <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember Trey was going through this thing where he was trying to get people to call him Rob. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. and, yeah, and he got me. Right. So like, like, where's Rob? He's not here. I don't yeah, know who you're talking about. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so I, I had not a door. I'm like, yo, I'm here to Rob. They were like, Rob? <laughs> Soldier boy boy. Right. Who is Rob? And so, uh, and then that was just. Big yeah. sis. Yeah. So uh Big mm-hmm. Sis is here today. So first of all, tell us your name. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Your age and where you're heading, the decade you're headed into. Uh Kyla mm-hmm. is my name. I am thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five if anyone outside here. No, thirty-eight. I'm cool <laughs> being thirty-eight. And I have no clue. Yeah. Uh and I have headed to your forties. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm headed to my 40s but i have no i'm literally out here winging it i gotta kind of sort of got a plan kind of out here winging it we're but, gonna talk uh, about that don't don't get into yeah, all the way we're gonna talk about it. it i like that. i like your answer though uh this brother right here is super excited about him um became one of my good friends so if you know me you know i'm a member of let us make man I've never joined any organization for real, for real. Member of my family and yeah. Let Us Make Man. Exactly. So, um, Parham, when I joined Let Us Make Man, like, they thought I was just this real efficient dude. Because we were supposed to go be at Derek's house at, like, 7. 4. Yeah, we were supposed to be there. What time were we supposed to be for there? For Valdosta, it was 4 because we had to get down. 4 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. So, we were supposed to be at Valdosta at 4 o'clock in the morning. And I got there at, like, 145 not because I'm just efficient because I didn't have a car and my ride dropped me off super early because they was headed to work (laughs) so so when I was there first of all I got cussed out because we know Derek he don't like nobody at his house like he didn't even know me like that and then Parham was the first person to get there yeah open the door Parham was like what you doing here? What was <laughs> 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 And then uh, we started throwing parties. So if you've seen my uh, Juneteenth Dashika party, uh, Parham along with our other comrade champ, yeah. um, we throw that together. And me and Parham just been cool. Like um, one of the about five parties in now. Yeah, like just just a solid brother all around. So I'm excited hearing your brother. So tell him your name, your age, and where you're headed. Man, delighted to be on the podcast, man. Um, Forty-seven. And uh, it's gone fast. You said something about living and life being full. Right. Uh, it's been that. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about retirement, so I'm back in school right. trying to get some credentials so I can go sit down somewhere and be wise with all this gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, got it, got it, got it. Nigga sound like cool, that. too. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, my newest friend. Hello. Um, <laughs> I actually... Hello. In our organization, Let Us Make Man, um, we got a whole bunch of professors. So uh, Professor Bass asked me to teach his class for him one time because he was out of town. What does he teach? Um, human sex. Yeah, human sex. Obviously, All around I am. psychology professor. Obviously, I <laughs> am. A they didn't call the elders <laughs> in here. Appreciate <laughs> 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 okay. right. I'm just saying, if I can teach anything, I can <laughs> teach human sex. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. I can definitely teach that. And um, 
this underachiever here didn't show up to class. Listen, okay. So, <laughs> I texted Professor Bass saying I was going to be a little bit late, you know. So she shows, she shows up after I'm finished and, like, you know, I killed it. You know, all the students were lined up trying to mm-hmm. talk to me. Like, I want to know more. They're like, teach me that position. No, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then she was like, can you kind of give me your whole lecture? Like right now and like five minutes because I have another class and I kind of need to, I need like a quick summary about what you spoke about. I just need to know what you were speaking about because (laughs) obviously my professor is not here. So what you come to speak about is obviously really important. So I'm going to need to know this for the next class. So what are we talking about? (laughs) So then she was, uh, end up being uh, friends with a Rev daughter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's how the connection stayed. You know what I'm saying? We just stayed connected. Brilliant young lady. Um, um, we just stayed on the team. So, Give us your name, your age, and uh, we're going to know where you're headed oh, when you yeah. tell us. This the, they always <laughs> say the smartest person in the room or the youngest person in the room. That's what I say because you have the most time to apply all of the knowledge in the room. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So this is technically you. Okay. Well, my name is Mercedes. Um, Mercedes Mackey, to be exact. I am 20 years old. Oh, my roaring 20s. I about to get them started. <laughs> right. Exactly. I just told it's her. Amazing. I told her. I'm so excited. Amazing. I told her before we started. So I said, if somebody offered me right now a million dollar cash or go back to I'm 20 oh, with I'm all the knowledge I got. 20. Bruh. 20. I got to I got to take the 20, bro. And I would have a million by to 21. But easy. 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 Without the knowledge I got now? Uh, oh man. I need all of it. And you know, I I decided to plan my future when I was in high school knowing exactly what I wanted to do, knowing that I wanted to be you a forensic psychologist. <laughs> you know what? See. <laughs> okay. You know, just trying to develop my life so that I knew my path. I knew what exactly what I was going to do so I was never a moment where I was stuck. I was always scared of being stuck, scared of being so stagnant that I couldn't move anywhere else. Mm. And meeting people and developing new personalities that I have within myself helps me grow and actually expand that future to different possibilities that I could potentially do. That's awesome. Okay, okay. Look at that. Yeah. College. I'm with it. First round with life. (laughs) What's your sign? I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. We actually January? Got, we actually have the same birthday. December twenty second. December. So she okay. on the cusp. When oh, is yeah. Capricorn and Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. November first. November first. Yeah, Scorpio. Gemini. Yeah. All right. So look, Gemini. we gonna uh, we to jump right in. You started here. All right. Mm-hmm. We gonna jump right into it. The purpose of this conversation. If you are a young person about to enter your twenties, <laughs> this is gonna be great for you. Ta-da. You know, if you're a person that are about to enter into your thirties, this is gonna be great for you. Somebody about to enter into your 40s, this is going to be great for you. You're somebody about to enter into your 50s, it's going to be great for you. So, like, this is a conversation of us all giving our perspective, what we would have did different mm-hmm. uh, in our 20s, what we did different in our 30s, 40s, 50s, all of that stuff, and what we want to expect for the future. So this is nothing formal. I got a couple of conversa- questions, but we can jump in however we want to. All right? Absolutely. So anybody want to be the brave first question? We want to jump in first. Nah, but I got a story real quick. Okay. Um, so my little brother just turned 41, July 28th. Nice. And uh, I think this cat, it really just kind of hit him this past Friday. Because he called me Friday night and he was like, bruh, man, I was thinking the other night and uh, shit, I'm going to be 50 in nine years. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, bruh, I think that's about right. That's good math. He said, man, damn, where the time go? <laughs> 
You're like, where'd the time go? I said, yeah, bro, you know, I'm 47, so, you know, you got to be up on the time. But, uh, yeah, that story, man, is that, that age, you know, it really hits you, uh, especially when you're transitioning, right. you know, from third, 29, 30, 39, 40. Right. So what was that transition for you? Like when you, uh, when you were in your 38, 39, going into uh, 40, like what was that for you? Um, How did you feel? Yeah, you know, I started reflecting. Um, it was crazy because I was in the space where I was teaching and I was getting a little traction in terms of getting a little um, good at it. And so I started reflecting on how I've been spending my time, my 30s and 20s, mm. and uh, what things I had accomplished. Because I learned in my 30s that it's a difference between activity and accomplishment. So, you know, I'm digging on like, okay, so what have I accomplished? I know I've been active, but what have I accomplished? Mm. So that was my thing, was a lot of reflection heading toward 40. What, were your, what was your biggest accomplishment in your 40s? Now um, I think my biggest accomplishment in my 40s is I published a couple of scholarship uh, databases that had never been done before for African Americans. And uh, I sold them to State Farm, so they went national. And, uh, you know, I was at the at the office and I was getting calls when they ran out, whatever State Farm didn't produce enough or whatever. And we were receiving calls from all across the country looking for it. And so that was a big, big deal for me um, just to have my business name out there and, uh, you know, just being a first. Right. It's a big deal. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right. So, uh, sis. Yeah. Talk to us. You are. You know. I'm 38, but I will say for me, I paid what I've known. I I do, I I recognize now the difference between people who just get older and really grow up and the difference Mm -hmm. between everyone gets older, Mm -hmm. but not everyone matures. Mm -hmm. And then because I I have that, that deep, but you have, but because I mean, when you're open to different perspectives, those are the biggest miracles. Like we tend to think, oh, these amazing transitions in life and all these huge age changes, but every single day is an opportunity for these miraculous perspective changing events and I think that's more important to look for expect and honor when they happen for me I'm big on I do believe that we have different soul ages Mm. and so when I hear her speak about planning her life at 20 part of me is uh, excited because I can tell hey she's been here before right right? oh I know part of me is also like ah sis that's Keep a little guide, <laughs> keep a little map, but it's gonna be some stuff where you like this is not yeah, in the plan. Definitely. But it's all but those are the experience that we're grateful for. I think we, we come here with our soul ages, mm-hmm. our soul levels, our soul missions. And right. I think those are what I pay closer attention to. You know? So for me, uh the biggest transition, honestly, as a woman, I I it's that coming back to that like self love, understanding definitely. who you are, right, what you believe. Right. What's the truest parts of you? Because everything else in life, like, is based on that. Right, right, right. So. What was your favorite decade? You're going into your fourth. What was your favorite? Like I feel 20, like I'm going into I don't think I don't feel like mine has happened yet at all. Great mm-hmm. answer. At all. That's a good answer. Great answer. At all. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Like, uh, to the young buck. <laughs> so, you, uh, I, I, you know, we talk about the significant ages. So, like, for instance, you know. Turning, for me, turning 16 was a big deal because you got your license. Yeah. I was super excited about that. You know, 18 was cool, but I've been clubbing since I was 16. So 18 was cool because I could legally get to the club. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, like, all right, cool. 
But 2021, that was like the, you know, there's no yeah. more no's. Like, you know, there's no more. <laughs> I'm not hesitating anymore. Unless, I'm just ready. Full unless, force. Like, unless so you let's want, go. Unless you want to rent a car. Then you got to like 25. Right. not really grown. So, so I, rem- you know? I remember, I, I tell people, like, you've never been to even New York until you're 21, in my opinion. Because oh. I yeah. remember going. I remember just going like wanting to go out and stuff and like everything was like Vegas like, the same way. Yeah, like like you gotta be twenty one to be everything. I know you from New York. Yeah, right? I was about to say I'm from New York and I feel like I've gotten yeah, an all around experience. Not not with, you know, going out and going clubbing and stuff like that, obviously. But shoot, I had my teen parties. I had the best time of my life. Like <laughs> I made it you know, I made it my time, my time to shine. But um I don't know. I think definitely going I'm about to turn 21. So right now I'm in the cusp where all of my friends are 21 and I'm still 20. Like, you know, guys, I would love to go, but sadly I can't go to $2 margaritas <laughs> or like oh, I can't no. hang out and go, you know what I mean? And there's certain December, places, baby, you, last. you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay guys, for my birthday, I want to go here. And it's just like, oh no girl, like it's too cold. We're not going nowhere. Or like, you know, it's, it's a whole bunch of things. Like I love my birthday, but it's like a love and hate, especially at the, the yeah. time where I am too, like I'm a senior in college, I want to do so many things, but I got to go in December. Right. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. I want to do this, that, and third, but oops, like I'm not, I can't get there yet. You know what I mean? It's always that anticipation, yeah. I guess, that keeps me driving. Like, yeah, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep, but I think throughout my life, like I've done 16 well, I've done 18 well. Like the big birthdays, I guess for me, 13, like I've, I've experienced, you know, the party buses, the, Good. you know, the sweet 16s and stuff like that. So I definitely... I'm taking those experiences and transforming them into better ones when I get older, you know? 20s is for you, yeah, definitely for your whole decisions. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. We joke you when we say... whole decisions? Whole, whole decisions. Whole, like, like, whole tendencies, whole decisions. Oh, now, whole. I say this mainly, oh, whole, 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 whole. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I, 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 I feel like... I was like, whole. Was and was I, clear. I say this, clear. you know, me and my friends, whole. we jokingly <laughs> but seriously say, like, there's some stuff that you can get away with, and when you get older, you're like, I was 20, I was 21, I was 22, like... You can make whole decisions. If you're still making whole decisions after 30, you're That's just a hoe. <laughs> you're just but a if you're just 20s is for all your all whole decisions. You know, yes. you sound like, you sound <laughs> just like my sister. She's no, like, you don't true. have the best time now because I promise you, once you hit 30, there's no more. Listen, no, they oh, you don't get a pass. There's no there's more some, passes. There's no more. No more passes. Oops, I'm sorry. So, I was, you so know. Y- y'all feel like the whole phase is a necessary phase of life? Okay, wait a minute. I didn't say that. I'm not saying I'm not saying you should. Should have a whole phase. I'm not saying a whole phase is necessary. I'm saying if you make a couple of whole decisions in your 20s, you won't. There's not so much judgment passed, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, because bruh, you know, you could find yourself in a courtroom on the tail end of a poor decision, and the judge might give you a pass yeah. if you're 21, <laughs> 22. Right. I know for me, for me. So let me just talk about my 20s. Because <laughs> you know, you know what I, I, I like you. You know, I've always been very clear on like this is what I want to do. I want to do this, 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 this. And I was just going back when we were preparing for this show. Like I'm looking at all the stuff I was doing. Like, bro, I was a head of the game, bro. Like I was looking at a YouTube video when I was recording my uh, first reality show. Yeah, at 22. Bro. Like I started my, I was building my 3,500 square foot studio at 23. Like I was like, it, in my twenties, I was trying, like I'm the definition of Cat Williams, trying shit and trying shit. <laughs> 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 trying shit. Like, like, literally, I was not scared. Like I lived, 
I moved to El Paso. Damn. I moved, That's great. I moved to El Paso for a job and uh, got proposed to. Uh, I was dating this older chick, and I was 20. I was 20 at the age, and she was 38. And um, uh, she, uh, yo, age, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, uh, and we're going to talk about that on another episode. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's, oh, yeah. that's a whole nother. That's my crew. That's a whole nother. But I'm just saying, like, in my 20s, like, I definitely, like, I'm trying to think, what was my biggest accomplishment in my 20s? Like, that's a hard. Tough question. That's yeah. a tough question. Like, because it was a lot that was accomplished. Like, even when I just think about seeing, because, you know, I started made in 2008. When I was 18, uh, 17, 18 in high school, I started, uh, made my nonprofit. And I watched, in my 20s, I was able to watch a student that I mentored from sixth grade walk across the college stage. Like, that was, like, a big deal. That was like, whoa, I seen that life transition. That was big. Uh, starting Spendify was a big deal. Going oh, yeah. on CNN, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you know, like my little cousin saying they seeing me on TV. Like all of these, I don't think I got one big accomplishment. I just think I really enjoyed it. And I'm not, I'm not. You know, when people be like, "Oh my God, I'm getting old. Like I don't want to be like." I'm kind of walking into my thirties excited just because of everything that happened in my twenties. And I think it's because I do hang around a lot of older cats, like. Probably my friend. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, man. yeah so it's Huge like, difference. so I don't feel like I'm yeah, getting oh yeah. older. Like, yeah, because <laughs> old heads wouldn't tolerate most 29, 28 year olds. So you right. know, you bring a special uh, flavor to being 29. Right. And um, you know, but I'm telling you, man, you know, ages and shit is just really relational, because mm-hmm. I think about my kids and my daughter is 21. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I think about my kids; they really make my age meaningful. <coughs> Because without that relationship, you know, hell, 47 may not be any different from 37 if it was just me. Right. You know, because I still had a zest. You know, we got a party coming up. Right. Shameless plug. Shameless. But, um, <laughs> so, you know, I still like the party just like my elders before me. That's kind of a family yeah. thing. But uh, so, yeah, just the age is relational. And uh, I don't really have boundaries in terms of what I can do just based on my thoughts and feelings. Shit, if I'm 47 and I feel like, you know, watching some cartoons, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. The, the energy you bring, I think, the energy you bring to life is definitely way more important than yeah. than yet that age again. What do you feel like? Uh, anybody can answer this. Your biggest opportunity in this current decade or decade you just lived. What was your biggest opportunity that was presented to you? You guys uh, <laughs> meeting meeting people older than I am. Uh, honestly, uh, getting wisdom from them and learning how to move forward honestly asking questions constantly like what should i do not more of what should i do but like i want to do this how can i do it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean if Mm -hmm. i can if i can do this in a different way then show me that different way Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i may it may take me a minute to get there and i may get frustrated with myself but at least give me the time and that's what i'm learning is patience and learning to listen and understand that it's not all going to come in two seconds and when you get upset allow yourself to get upset and Take that anger and push it towards driving that new goal and driving towards something that you want. I know for me, it would almost be the same thing. I think Let Us Make Man was the biggest opportunity I had in my 20s. Yeah. I met y'all when I was 26, right? About 20, what, 29, yeah, 25. Yeah, about 25. Yeah, we tw- celebrated your 25th birthday. Yeah, so yeah. I was about 24, 25 when I met uh, Let Us Make Man. And it took me... 
it took my network to a whole nother level. And um and reason why and the cool thing because I watch young guys coming to let us make man <laughs> the same way I came. And they 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 come, they I mean, can they give everybody I don't, I don't feel like I was just special. I just feel like I was special around about me, I stayed around. Yeah. I stuck around. Mm-hmm. And I see young guys come, they might get a scholarship. And then they just go on with their life, or yeah. they come, they get a job, and they just go on. Their life. But for me, when I met Derek Bozeman, uh, former city councilman, uh, just going out in the community, riding with him in restaurants, and business owners won't even let him pay yeah. because they love him so much. Like seeing that, and then seeing Attorney Maui Davis run a law firm, making millions a year, but unapologetically black. Like his logo is an African Adinkra sign. Like it was my first time seeing real black men meeting brothers like you. I had a real black man that was super strong fathers. I had a black man that was a strong father, but they were so in tune with black consciousness. And that's what I didn't have. Like I didn't grow up in a conscious uh, uh, home. But just, yeah. Yeah, just seeing yeah. these black men that were just, they whole life was service. Yeah. Like and I was all about service, but I was like the United Way white people service. Like it was like it was a different type of serving, but it wasn't like a very intentional. You know, I'm serving to progress my people, and that's what Let Us Make Man gave. Let Us Make Man gave me like blueprints. I'm, I could look at this cat like, dang, he a dope ass father. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to stay around that. And I was around Derek. I'm like, damn, like he, this this dude. I like the way the community loves him, and he's a people champ. So that was like my biggest opportunity, just to sit under y'all brothers. And like I said, I came in at twenty five, and I locked in. Like yeah. I ain't, I didn't ask for permission. There's wisdom in that though, because I mean, there's so many people who we have the opportunity to listen to our elders or someone younger, or and we don't we don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's the biggest thing. Like is just recognizing right. the yeah. opera. You know what I mean? Some yeah. people are like, oh, I can't relate, or they're older, or I can't. It's like, right, right, right. to see, wait a minute, I, a model thought, like, I'm probably going to need those skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because speaking of recognition, I'm walking to the store and shit the other night on MLK, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, damn, man, you know, I'm out here walking, so I throw a dashiki on and some shorts, and uh, I'm passing some young cats walking by, and uh, shit, they hit me with, what's up, OG? I was like, damn, man, they just hit me with that OG. That's me. You know, I got to sit in that. You know what I'm saying? They, they, no name, no, you know, it's dark. So they can't see me, but I guess they saw that gray man. And it it, it was, it was right then in the moment. I was like, damn, to your point, shit, let me sit in it. You know, when you're an OG, you got to embrace it. You know, stuff comes with it that's good and bad. And, uh, but you know, just being uh, in what we call our right black mind right. at 47 uh, is real good, you know, because a lot of brothers who make it to my age have been, shit, been through it, man. Prison, mess them up. You know, a lot of things can mess you up, uh, including early death. A lot of black men get out of here in their 40s. Right. Yeah. Um, to the shock of all of us. Uh, look at a, my man who did Boys in the Hood, shit. He was a step over 50. Yeah. Um, John Singleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so you think about that, and it's sobering, stepping into your 50s. And um, But the thing is, you know, you live good and stay alive um, and stay, stay with a challenge in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, challenge yourself all the time. I think when you said, what's your biggest accomplishment? And I'm like sitting here thinking, because there's no one thing in terms of degree, yeah. didn't finish my degree. 
I uh, didn't do a lot of things on my list, but my biggest accomplishment would have to be coming out with the heart that I have being the woman that I am despite everything that's happened mm. in that last decade. And I was pulling, I was looking at my phone, I was like, man, I read, I read a lot. Like, I'm, if, if anyone does not know what to get me for a birthday, a pre- like, Book. gift card, oh, books. Book. Mm-hmm. That's my new gift. Like, mm-hmm. I, I only buy gifts. I only buy books now for birthdays. Mm-hmm. And but I was, I was thinking about, um, Pearl Cleach had in her book what looks like something on an ordinary day and I remember reading it but this it always stuck with me but she said sometimes you meet yourself on the road before you have a chance to learn the appropriate greeting faced with your own possibilities the hard part is knowing a speech is not required all you have to say is yes Mm. and I think that like I feel Mm. like my biggest accomplishment was to be able to say yes Mm -hmm. like to Mm. me to the opportunity to grow to the opportunity to like to just say yes because it because growth looks like breakups growth yeah, looks like being laid off growth look you know what i mean so when you can say yes despite all that stuff that's major accomplishment you come out with heart and character making right. that big jump it's priceless yeah that's so who do you i'll think, take that who do you think in your 30s who was the most influential person if you had to narrow it down to one person Ooh. that's hard mm. but i'm gonna do it outside of your household Nah, like you, where you, you grew up? I mean, I think it's easy to say parent. Like, oh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Easy. Like, I want to challenge outside, outside of your, of your house. Who was that one? Because I think it's important to highlight the, how important relationships are in our life as we grow. Mm-hmm. And if you have that person who they are, like lean in. Like, mm-hmm. who was that person that held the belt? I, I answer. I hands down have to say Dare Bozeman. Yeah, it's critical to lean in though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hands down got to say it. Dare Bozeman has, like. And I ended up telling, and sometimes you have to, a lot of times people don't know, they have an idea of what they are in your life, but sometimes they don't know, so you have to kind of tell them why you're here. Yeah. And I remember the day I told them, I was like, look, man, like, I want you real-time critique me. Like, if I do something, what did Call I do wrong? Yeah. How yeah. I, how I'm supposed moment. to be doing big? Like, exactly. let me in the room. I want to see how this happened. I don't want to just drive like I want to I want to be inside the meeting and I remember telling him that mm-hmm. and then now what we seven countries yeah uh, I mean he took me to uh Senegal uh Morocco Egypt Ethiopia uh Cozumel and these are just like giving giving me like there's influence that I've got just because of my association with there like I wouldn't even be a personality on WAOK or have any type of thing. Only reason I can walk around V one oh three the way I do is because they be like, Well, we don't know who he is, but he Derek he with Derek. So like <laughs> so I guess we ain't gonna fuck with him. Exactly. Like, right. <laughs> like so so I I hands down I have to say Derek both of mine. Like it's just one person that I I've been able to call on, get advice from, solicited or unsolicited, and he will give that. Yeah, oh my God. So that, that had to be mine for my 20s. Good job, DB. Yeah, I'm going last. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't. Come on, say Eldridge. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I just don't feel like I have one. Like, if it was, I don't have one specific person. I have an organization that helped me grow. And that was Jack and Jill. I feel like without that one I forgot you, Jack and Jill. I yeah. had Jack and Jill to oh do it God. before. I love really? that. No friends from high school, though, I But I've never Jack heard someone speak no, about it like I, that. I, I, I've never. And you know, you know what? Anyway. <laughs> 
even though we may have our, you know. <laughs> and now, you know ways. what? I will say, I will say this. <laughs> I, when, when I when I found out she was Jack and Jill the first time, I said I like that you're Jack and Jill. You learn from it, mm-hmm. but she don't have the Jack and Jill stamp. Because sometimes the Jack and Jill yeah. stamp can be taking a little. Uh, we'll talk about. It. I got some people I love. That's that hard Jack and Jill. Yeah, so. like I mean, I'm not. I thank them because without what is them, Jack and Jill for the people that don't know? Jack and Jill is um, uh, an organization of bourgeois, <laughs> 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 high level, high class, <laughs> not even just, um, you know, a, a family of, I guess, I don't know, but no, I can't. <laughs> no, but all in all, we are a family, honestly, it's a group of African Americans coming together and just Ta-ta. <laughs> forming activities to help, you know, people, well, at least us grow community, well, learn community service, volunteering at a young age, being in high positions. Um, me being a senior team president and junior team's president, it was just like, okay, I like the power. I like the leadership that I have. Be, being able to do community service and, you know, speaking to different people, it just, it helped me grow. Honestly, without them, I don't think I would be in college. I don't think I would be doing the, oh, necessary, wow. the necessary steps that, you know, even just holding a fork right, eating eating pasta. Like, etiquette say, class was you so... You know how to hold your like, fork. I know how to hold my fork. You know how to hold her. You know, etiquette class, like... I'm about to say, you better talk about the tea crumpets. I mean, it's so, good. So, I know that like, Yeah, I, like, they've really helped mold me into the person that I am today, honestly. Like, just meeting all of... Growing up and having brothers and sisters that are all across the... Just the country, honestly meeting different people, conferences, everything. Like, it's it's amazing coming together and just enjoying each other as a family, honestly. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's just a huge family, I have to say. That's cool. Jack and Jill. I have to say Jack and Jill. Uh, I, I was never part of Jack and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> I was never, you know, we moved down here actually from Long Island, and I was in high school, and I tried everything I could possibly do to get sent back to New York because I hated it. <laughs> I was like, I, all my friends in New York, they were, you know, they're black, white, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, right. Jewish, exactly. and I was used to that. So when I got down here, I was like, what the, what's wrong with these yeah. people? <laughs> who is this man they keep talking about? Everybody for the man. And I was like, my, who is this man? Like, who is this man? You know, I didn't know. So coming down here, I mean, it's a little different, but. I did have now my grandmother was uh, mm-hmm. she probably would have been something like the president of Jack and Jill. And so yeah. she made me go to etiquette school. So I still had to learn mm-hmm. how to set the table and how to eat. But I'm appreciative of that because now if I go to a cookout in the hood, I'm good. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I go to a dinner for the mayor, a banquet, I'm good. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? It, yeah. it really does teach you how to move in. Yeah. Any room with any yeah, group of people. But you know, you know what I mean. It's it's, it's amazing that right. She gonna you gonna be all right. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. All right, okay. Shout out, Shout out to grandma. Shout out to grandma. Man, I I really couldn't get outside my house, bro. I spent the last five minutes, kid, just I, I, trying, I, I, to, I, trying I, to get I, yeah, I, I, I to get out of my house. So man, it's mom or dad. It's my dad. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, man. I love Parham's relationship with his parents. Like, to just see the level of respect, probably on 47 going on 50, the level of respect and adoration I see, like, and then be able to go down. I remember when I, I rode with you. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. You, yeah. yeah, just ride down. And, and you know how you hear stories of somebody all the mm-hmm. time, and then the first time you see him, like, his mom, dad looked at and felt the way he talks about them. Oh, wow. Like, it was just like, I knew them already my whole life. Yeah, oh, they country folk. So yeah. where does that you know come from, though? Like, where does that that 
Uh, man, I was really born into it because he modeled that with his father. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I heard my grandfather talk about his dad, you know. So it was always kind of in, in, in the tradition. But uh, my dad couldn't get outside of the house. Now, outside of the house, though, um, I was sharing with you before we started, professor in school, mm-hmm. uh, Imari Obadelli, who was a real, um, you know, Black Panther-type cat. Uh, I ended up naming my oldest son after him, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he made an impression on me um, that that was profound in terms of the direction of my um, social consciousness right, and right. activism and even if my career choice uh, was because of his influence. But at its consistent, though, influence, man, my dad head and shoulders, I'm still in this dude's shadow, you right. know, mm-hmm. this dude is... Uh, That's a big statement. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, profoundly impactful. That's shit, I take my son to him mm-hmm. when I need some real good language or some real good, um, you know, guidance. I take him to my dad, you know, right. and uh, so... That's How many kids you got? Ten? Five. Yeah, <laughs> working on it. Now, uh, five, though. And, uh, yeah, three college students and two uh, junior Thundercats and Wonder Twins on social media. <laughs> nice, nice. So uh, if we could go right now, uh, I got a time machine in the back. Go back to the time machine, and you could go back to any area of your life, any age. You can get some advice. What advice would that be? to the youngest self? Mm. Damn, man, where you get them questions from? <laughs> right, uh, like, we always, in short, in short, one statement, fuck it up, sis. That's what, it. What age, though? That's mm-hmm. age? Yeah, like, what age would you go to? High school, somewhere in high school, maybe 11th grade. <laughs> 11th like, 11th grade. School, I would be, just. She could be high school, tongue out, fuck it up. No! <laughs> not that version, but really like. Not like that, but like, really like. Do your thing. Do, do your you. Thing. Stay true to you. Because that's when you start getting. That's when you start smelling yourself. You start yeah. getting. You know, you getting influence from over here, influence from exactly. stuff you know from home. Like, you really got to like. Tune in, stay you. true. You'll be all right, you know. Fuck it up. All right. What about you? Where you going to uh, two? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh. Eat the candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I would have to go back to. You only got two options. <laughs> I know, but it's just it's hard. It's hard to Teen go back. And toddler, like. Listen. I have some moments, okay? Um, I think I would probably go back to 16. Um, slow down. Mm, you know, 16. Slow down. I wanted to do everything so fast. Again, all my friends were older than me. I, like you, I like <laughs> I like to be around older people. They motivated me more than my friends that I was hanging out with. Everybody was kind of like, okay, let's go to the park after school, or let's do this after school. Okay, that's great, but like, when am I going to get my homework done? You know what I mean? Like, when am I going to do this? Let's go to the park on the weekend instead of doing, you know what I mean? It's 16. Like, tell the truth, I don't. Now. Tell the truth. What, what I am telling the truth. Honestly, when I was in high school, I was more, I was a lot more into school than I was in, like that I am now, honestly. And that was just because I went to a prep school. I was around a bunch of white Caucasian, excuse me. Um, and I just felt like I needed to not compete, but I felt like I needed to be, in a sense, better. Like, I needed to show my. I need to show off and know that, you know, I could do this, I could do that, and 10 times better. Like, you know what I mean? I am the only bl- 
black woman to graduate in this class and I need to make my stamp. I need to make my mark. Like this yeah. is this is who I am and you guys are going to remember me for a really long time. So yeah. definitely slow down and enjoy, you know, being 16. Enjoy that time. Stop yeah. rushing to be 18 and 19 and graduate, you know. <coughs> 35, I would have been like, Parham, don't do it. <laughs> 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 uh, the fact uh, that I know what you're talking about. Just like that. <laughs> and I know your audience do too. Exactly. Uh, but nah, man, I, you know, that shit was a lot of pressure. Reconsider. Yeah. And I it wasn't like. Yeah. You Pretty know. much put two and two together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the brothers was there, like, man, you sure? It was, was in the church. It was in the church. <laughs> that's funny that's funny uh for me man it's so many down it's on somebody it's 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 exciting thinking about this for me so uh if i could go back in my time machine uh, i would program it i would probably have to go back to um 18. I would go back to 18. Pass the driver's test the first time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I passed the driver's test. 18. I would go back to 18 because y'all got to realize at 18, I moved out at 17. That's young. That's young. That's young. Never went back. I never went back. Never went back. And it kind of worked out. But when I moved, it kind of worked out for my family. And I'll talk about that in a minute too um but at 18 i was kind of like in the height of where i'm at right now like it was like i was realizing like bro you different bro like people really rock with you and I, when i started realizing you're kind of like a mutant on x-men and you realize you got powers so i start mm-hmm. first identifying my powers like because my power wasn't tangible like i wasn't like this amazing athlete although i played sport i didn't play instrument my power really my personality like my per and when i start 18 and when i start paying attention like wow like my personality has got me through a lot like i remember teachers curving everybody grade just so i can pass like i remember just always getting access and that was when i really just started shout out to my cousin troy and we just started entrepreneurship and businesses so i could go back at 18 and i would just tell him bro you are not crazy Stay focused <laughs> because, and we gotta talk about this. I'm a trendsetter, bro. I was on this entrepreneur stuff before it was cool, dog. Like, I remember graduating high school. I tell you, this man lacks no confidence. You like, mean like, none? Like, he don't none. have no none. none. Ain't no just, budget on it. I'm just saying. I'm, like, I'm just gonna be. Gonna I'm just gonna be real. Like, real in transparent. In 2008. <laughs> in 2000. Uh, emerging entrepreneur award. The I'm the first, so you future hoes need to bow down unless you're ready to catch my fade with your weak asses. I'm closing all doors behind me, so if you didn't make it in, oops, you're bad, figure it out. Entrepreneur means I did that by myself. That being said, 
Benoni, Vanessa, Denise, Montrell, and the rest of my team, y'all some suckers. And to everybody who claims to have helped me get here, okay, Ann. <laughs> If you graduated high school and did not go to college, you were a bum. You were a bum. Like, because that was at the very end when we were saying college is the end all be all, get a good job and live. And I remember 2008, out of all my siblings, I'm the only sibling that didn't go to school. All my friends went to school. Because you didn't go to school, Eldridge, you're trash. I remember this. And different world was out. Yeah. <laughs> shit, pressure so, was on your so ass. This was before <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg stole his idea and dropped out of Harvard. This was before uh, Stephen Buffett, uh, uh, Warren Buffett, and all these people start saying, "What's college for?" Right. Uh, Gary Veeden didn't exist. There was exist. no Gary Veeden. Like yeah, he didn't right. exist. Right. I was on this entrepreneur trail then, and I remember because I didn't have anybody to compare to. Like, everybody I was comparing to was my graduating class. So I remember, we graduated 08. So 2010, I'm like, yo, I gotta be full-time with this thing. Mm -hmm. So 2010, I went full-time. So 2012, everybody graduated. Like, I gotta be, like, popping. So I remember 2013, when everybody started coming to me, like, bro, I can't get no job. I'm thinking about starting a business. How you do this? So, like, if I would've went back, it was a lot of times why I lack confidence because there's no blueprint. Right. It, it, it wasn't one because my parents were entrepreneurs, but they went to college. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They wanted me to come. So me not going to college was like, it was a big thing I was insecure about. But in being honest, I didn't go to college because I didn't think I was smart enough to mm -hmm. go to college. That's the only reason I didn't go. Like, cause I thought I wasn't smart enough. Mm -hmm. So like when, um, <laughs> if I could go back now, I would be like, bro, <laughs> like, like, bro, you like ahead of the game. I would show him like everybody trying to be entrepreneurs. I'm like, bro, right, right. like I would have been Black Gary V. Like, right. I, I would have been on that thing. And um, so that's it. Like me going back would just tell. And then I would go back to um, I would go back to high school, and I would say, don't run that race. I've been embarrassed one time in life, hmm. one time in life, and it was in high school. And um, I want to know y'all get start thinking about your biggest embarrassment. Ooh. In life, and I'm gonna tell mine. So, <laughs> now, so like, I'm, I'm, like, and the only reason I can say I've been embarrassed one time because I guess we've been raised to uh, own our mistakes, mm -hmm. and you know what I'm saying? Kind of like if you mess up, you mess up, you just gotta get up and keep going. But there's one time I was super embarrassed because I was talking trash, it was high school. Draco Bostiga, you listening, you remember this story. Rashad, you listening, you remember this story. I went to Athens Christian Academy. It was three black boys recruited to uh, play sports. Me, Draco, and Rashad. I was good at football, but you had to play two sports. Only reason I did track, because Draco was my ride home, and he did track. So I was, I was on the track team, and I was running hurdles. Why am I five, six and a half running hurdles? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> White people think you can do everything. So, so uh, I remember every race, I would go to the bathroom. It was time to ring your race. I would just go to the bathroom. I'd come out like, oh, God damn, my bad coach. <laughs> <laughs> so, so every race, I would do this. That's terrible. Like, I'm not trying to run track. So I remember we're in Rome, Georgia, biggest track meet of the year. 
18 schools. And that's when you decided not to go to the... Look, look. 18 (laughs) schools. It was... If you know anything about track, you know they got heats. Mm -hmm. It was seven heats for every event. Mm -hmm. That's how many people were there. So, Drico was this amazing athlete. Drico was guaranteed to win everything he did. So, like, the tr- our track team were real cocky. We walk up with Drico. The champ is here. Ch- like, that's how we doing. So, but the inside joke, because when girls would come, because I was smooth when I would talk to the girls. So, when the girls would come up, they were like, dang, Drico, you real fast. The inside joke, him and Rashad would be like, nah, you think I'm fast. Eat a fast one. So, they were like, oh, you faster than him? I'm like, yeah. I'm never going to run. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this particular track meet, uh, Kel, who is our a real uh, uh, hurdle runner, he gets hurt. So they call 300 hurdles, 300 hurdles. So I'm getting ready to go to the bathroom. <laughs> do my thing. <laughs> I was like, my coach grabbed my colleague, like, Elgin, nope, I need you. You can't do that this time. <laughs> I'm like, what you talking about? You're like, you're like, I'll let you get away with this oh, all year. My goodness. You got to run this time. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Uh, so I'm like, so, what so, you so I'm getting in line to run. So Drico, man, I hate him for this to this day. Cause Drico, I didn't know he was lying. It's like Drico complimenting you with like Jordan coming up saying like, yo, you can well, shoot you this got shot. that jump shot. So like, so Drico was like, bro, you straight, bro. Your practice time beating his PR. I just looked at the paper. I didn't know there wasn't no paper that he could know that. Like, so I'm like, Drico, like, bro, you good, dog. Let's do the, let's do the stretches. So we used to have this like cocky stretches that we did before Drico race. So now my team's stretching me. Like, like it's like one person behind another pulling your leg back, stretching you. So uh, it's the whole team. They make it a big scene. All the girls who I've been talking to, because, you know, I was a handsome young brother, they done line up. They're like, oh, girl, the fast one about to run. So then everybody is lined <laughs> oh, up on the field. Man. <laughs> everybody is lined up great. on the field. So we get ready. On your mark. And I remember, <laughs> everybody has prayed to God. And typically, we pray to God when we trouble. Like, like God, you get me out of yeah. this. Like, I'm going to do that. Da, da. And I remember telling God, I'm like, God, if I can win this race, like, I promise you, I'll stop X, Y. I start saying I'll stop doing all kinds of all stuff. Kinds of stuff. So, uh, so then, on your mark, get set. Pow. They shot the gun. I take off running. I'm running. I get to the first hurdle. Man, I jumped that thing so pretty. I promise you. They would have took a picture. It would have been the poster board. This is how you hurt. <laughs> I, yeah, I landed. It was perfect. So I landed. All of a sudden, I heard clink, clink behind me. That means he's behind me because he jumped he that hit the hurdle, yeah. So I'm like, oh, snap. I might win this race. So I get to the second <laughs> one. I jumped. Wasn't as pretty, but I got over it. I heard clink, clink behind me. So my track team, we used to have all these track traditions. When you're running it like any race that's like going around right. the curve, yeah. We would all get in the 200 curve, yeah. and we would say, kick it in. Like, the whole track team real loud. So I'm getting to the curve. So I look, I see my whole track team. Like, everybody is in the corner. So they yell, kick it in. And I don't know who this little nigga was who I raced with, but I think he thought they were talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> but, God, this dude took off. Oh, this yeah. dude, I'm talking about burners. <laughs> Turn on and he passed me. There's an expression of track the monkey jump on your back. Y'all know that expression. Oh, yeah. So the monkey jumped on my back in the straightaway. So now, monkey on my back, I got a cramp. I'm so tired. 
I literally get to the last three hurdles and I crawl over them like this. No, no, I crawled over the hurdles. Man, it, I'm talking about the stadium is roaring like everybody laughing. It's so bad. <laughs> the kid that won, his coach came up to me and said, man, it's all right, man. It's all right, you good. I'm talking about my track coach turned their back on me like they're shame, just looking at me like. Thank God there was no Instagram. Look, look, right, oh, my right. God. Look, so I just right. remember walking under the bleachers. Right, oh, yeah. Back to the bus. Oh, yeah. And I sat on the bus, and I've never been. That was my one. That was my biggest embarrassment in life, dog. Like, it was just. Or cause I and then the last thing, I remember the girls when I was crawling over the thing, all them girls on the sideline, they were like, uh-uh, he said he was fast. Listen. So now, you know, in life, that, that taught me a lesson. Like I don't compete in nothing. That ain't my that, race. That ain't my race. That's a major life lesson. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. That ain't your race, don't yeah. run. Don't <laughs> pick no fights you can't win. Exactly. That's a huge I did miss a late breakaway layup in high school, but that wasn't the biggest embarrassment shit. Mine was uh man, I had to make that call, boy. Uh I done got caught in Alabama, you know, and they say, Yeah, you need to call somebody to get you up out of here. So, man, I'm in grad school at the time and I had to call that guy. Man, I'm transporting illegal substance. From interstate. The original chameleon So right. shit, I'm goddamn yeah. And uh man, I had to make that call to the guy who I'm in his shadow, you know, and I'm about twenty six. Man, and I'm thinking it felt like everybody was watching and listening on the phone from when I had to damn say hello mm-hmm. and explain to him what was going on. So uh, that was it, man, and shit, you know, they never came to court, not one time. It was in Alabama, and, uh, you know, they was I was raised in Dallas. So, shit, they never came to court. He just sent the bread, man, and was like, you know, just, hey, stand in there with them consequences, boy, because you should have been doing it in the first place. And uh, so I beat man, it. That sounded like a movie, Dad, bro. That was like some professional yeah, man. consequences, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sent a little five stacks for the words, give me a lawyer locally. And uh, I beat it, man, and it was just, yeah, it was an incredible experience, but it took seven years for that shit to, like, really go from beginning to end. And uh, that whole while, I'm embarrassed. You know what I mean? Right. Seven years, I got to see my pop on different things and talk to him. And uh, so, yeah, that was probably my most embarrassing moment. Uh-huh. Ladies, you want to go? Mm-hmm. I, I think mine was dealing with infidelity in my marriage. I'll mm. say that was initially took it as embarrassment like you go hella hard for somebody like you got me out here looking you know so i think that was the biggest mm. i took it as embarrassment mm-hmm. but it should not it have shouldn't been. Mm-hmm. Right. right so i think that that was uh, outside of that i mean but that was as a woman you still i still deal with those feelings like right. you know how long I mean? were you married uh still married, still married. just oh. getting ready to start the divorce process yeah oh. mm-hmm. oh. i got a 14 year old together we've known each other since 15. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm a bit like life lessons and how we learn them. And once you understand how energy works and relationships work, and it's definitely not to make small of infidelity and how it affects you as a woman and how it breaks you. And 
but I, I do believe that you can choose to break open instead of break down. And so that was an opportunity for, um, I never thought I would look back on the experience and say I'm great, like that wouldn't be on my, I'm grateful for this lesson. Right. But because of the amount of growth, it brought. faith, mm-hmm. character, yeah. I can't do anything but be grateful for yeah. it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I would, I can't say I would change, you know what I mean? Like you never want to be, but um, nah, like I'm grateful for, I understand it now. Definitely. I understand it. But initially, I mean, I ride for mine, like family. That's how I am. Family, friends. Right. I'm definitely one of those people. If you know me and somebody calls you, Kyla said, my friends would be like, nah, right. that's not her. Mm-hmm. Right. That right, doesn't, right. you know what I mean? I, I'm big on character, Definitely. big on loyalty, and I love really hard. So for that to happen, it's like. You love me, you're here on a Sunday. Yeah, right, right, that's love. No, that's love, you know. But I, I think that I took that as, man, so I didn't, you know, understand it. But, yeah, no, that was it. Yeah, you talk about age, too, man, shit. When you, like, um, certain decisions you make, like marriage and that first kid and buying that first house, um, you know, even if you have the benefit of having a parent or somebody who's done it before, right. it's still profoundly new mm-hmm. and um, challenging. Right. Uh, and so as you come up through different ages, you have those experiences, what you call milestones and shit. So, huge. you know, they're huge. They're right. huge. That, and those, what's that, dark nights of the soul, they say? You know, like yeah. you just meet yourself really like who am i this is what happens how am i going to come out of this who who am i going to get to who do i get to i get to decide who i want to be you know we can't always control what happens to us but we yeah can definitely control Mm -hmm. how we come up out of that thing i got a good question so uh everybody seen um biggest embarrassment before i go to my next question i forgot my bad (laughs) um i have a lot of embarrassments just because i'm clumsy but i think my (laughs) biggest one is um Last day of eighth grade, my parents weren't home. I was like, you know what, guys, let's throw a party. Mm. Last day, oh, I'm about downhill to downhill from there. You know what? I'm about to start <laughs> high school. Like it's about to be amazing. I always were amazed uh, at those kids. Amazing, that like, parties that their parents. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was just kid. like, you know what? Let's let's you know like let's have a couple of people over like let's get some pizza like you know let's have a party like let's we enjoyed this we we about to be grown oh, we about to be grown. Eighth grade, so right. eighth grade I'm twelve twelve oh, <laughs> about man. to throw a party now my Show parents love down. them to <laughs> death but they mm, <laughs> my father is a strict man who to this day is still like Mercedes I don't know why you ever did that to yourself because I don't know why I did it to myself either my family were. In Brooklyn, we're huge, but outside, it's kind of like we're all scattered, but my block was full of my family. Like, I mean, my aunt's across the street, my grandma's next door. Like, it's just like, girl, you throwing a party, what, it's, what they're secret? bound to, what you know, what's secret? Yeah. You know yeah. what that's I mean? What's brain, what's, brain development you know, at that I'm age. Thinking, <laughs> I'm not over here. I'm worried if my parents come in this house. You feel, I'm not worried about the rest of y'all, really. I'm not, I'm, I didn't think it all the way through. <laughs> but of course, my aunt, she was the type of woman that, you know, anytime my parents weren't home, it was kind of just like, okay, let me peek outside real quick. Let me see what's going on. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, I mean, kids flooding in and out of the house, in and out of the house, and they were <laughs> gone for the weekend. So it was kind of just like, I'm just having people in and out, in and out, snacks all over and everything like that. We leave the house and um, I think we just went to all go get some food or whatever. My aunt, I guess she called my dad in that minute. I swear I've never seen a man get from Manhattan on 42nd Street, get back to Brooklyn Avenue in Crown Heights. That's at least like a 45 minute 
hour ten to minutes. me. You know what I mean? That man was there in 10 minutes. <laughs> like, I mean, waiting for With me. With his belt in his hand. Waiting for <laughs> me at the door. <laughs> like, girl, <laughs> with all my friends behind me. Meanwhile, we all coming back thinking, okay, we got some waters. We just went to Rite Aid, the key food. Like, we all good. Like, the chicken spot, great special. Now, let me ask you this. When you all, you were 12, so social mm. media and phones and all yeah, that. Yeah, we were had happening. AIM. That was big. Like, okay. I was aiming everybody, come to my spot today. Like, <laughs> this is this is the time. Dang. This is it. Wow. Oh, my God. Never did. I never participated. Yeah. And as you can this tell, that, that result, and I never did that again in my life. I, I never even I never even asked for company over. I was <laughs> like, I'm going to just leave. I'm going to just go. You feel me? I'm I don't even, I'm going to go. Yeah, so you because smart. I can't. You, you can't. Right. I can't. I'm not. Right. And I won't. So, yeah. uh, so uh, you had said something earlier about cartoons. There's a cartoon movie called Meet the Robinsons. Have you oh, ever seen mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Meet the Robinsons. Yes. Yes. Great movie. Meet the Robinsons. Great. A lot of great uh, points in the movie. So if you haven't seen Meet the Robinsons, check it out. I think it's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. But it's all about this kid that was in foster care and he was adopted and he became this great inventor. and uh, time machine. Yeah, he created the time machine. So um, this is what I got in the movie. So in the movie, the bad guy in the movie and the good guy, who was a real good guy, they were both roommates. Mm-hmm. They were both childhood um, roommates in foster care. Right. Mm-hmm. And they both had very important moments of their life that formed who they were. Right. So the good guy, what happened was he stayed up all night working on uh, a science fair project. And he worked on the science fair project, mm-hmm. and he won the science fair. Mm-hmm. As a result, he won, he got adopted, by the science teacher and her husband, mm-hmm. they seen a gift in him. They poured in him. He became this great inventor. Mm-hmm. So that science fair was his moment mm-hmm. when he like found his thing. His roommate, who was in the room when he was building a science fair project all night, couldn't get any sleep. The <laughs> next day, he had a baseball game. Mm-hmm. The baseball game he could have won if he would have caught the uh, ball, mm-hmm. but because he was so sleepy, he missed the ball. Man, so no. he was so mad. He missed the ball. He was angry. So when people, when he came home and his boy got adopted, his boy got adopted, he was like, um, he was like, when it, when every time parents came in there to see him, he was angry. He was mad. As a result, he never got, got adopted, adopted. Yeah. aged yeah. out, and became this villain that hated him. Uh. My question is, what was that moment in life, good or bad, that happened to you that shaped who you are? Amazing question. Yeah, yeah man, and just the metaphor you, with the movie. Like, I'm over here the like, Bible, wow. man. That's where you got them from, I got, all I got, the questions. Man. I, I, I can tell you I mine, too. It. I can tell you mine. Yeah. I can tell you mine. Yeah, so, you start off. So for me, it, it goes back to sixth grade, Carver Middle School. And I got to set the I gotta set the background why this movement was so important. Sixth grade was the first time I ever went to private or public school because we was always homeschooled and traveling, grew up around all white people. Sixth grade was my first introduction to black people and black culture. Um, sixth grade was the first time I, well, I think they invented the word joning on me. <laughs> <laughs> because I was just, I was a horrible dresser. Like, my first outfit was, I thought I had on Tim's, but I had on steel toe work boots. <laughs> like, I had on some starter sweatpants that I no. thought were Adidas. I had on a, a little a faded glory of polo that I thought was a real polo. Mm-hmm. 
So like I was, I used to get joned out. Kids picked on me to the point where teachers laugh. Like teachers couldn't even reprimand because they were laughing because <laughs> it was so funny. So I just remember, um, because I remember my first day I got joned on so bad for what I was wearing. And in my head, I was like, damn, like, I got a whole wardrobe like this. Like, this is just the first day. This is the beginning. I got so much more, like, like, in store for (laughs) y'all. I thought this This was great. I was like, this is about to be a long year. (laughs) Right. But I remember, just like a movie, at a point, it was like, you know, it was just like, you know, I'm just a kid you're going to laugh at and pick at. Cool. Always been the same personality, smile. I never was down about it. I was never depressed on stuff like that. But the moment that changed my life. Miss Arnold was putting something on the wall, and I looked at it, and it was a talent show, a sixth grade talent show. And um, again, I was homeschooled to sixth grade, traveling, singing with my mother. Right. So, so yeah, I entered yeah. the talent show, and I saw I remember coming out in a suit, handing say? out fly, flower roses oh, to all wow. the girls oh, on the yeah. front row, singing Temptations, the way you do the things you do. And then I had this routine where I hit the Frankie Lyman split. So, like, <laughs> so I remember winning the talent show my sixth, and then I went and continued to win sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And like that set that that literally set the tone for me in life. I'm a winner. Mm-hmm. I'm a competitor. Like in life, if you know how I am, like it's just like if I get in a competition. Even if I'm probably not going to win, even if I feel like I'm not going to win, I ain't going to say it. Like, I'm going to compete. And I just, even if, if I'm not the best, I want to be respected by the best. Exactly. And yeah, I think exactly. if I wouldn't have won that talent show, I know for sure there's a level of confidence that I wouldn't have. But that was your race. Yeah, it was yeah, my race. It was, was my race. race. And, and that's why, yeah. and look, that's why that moment was so embarrassing to me on the track. Because I typically don't get in things exactly. that I'm yeah. not gonna win. Exactly. So and 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 then if I'm even being more real, there's things in life that I want to do, but I don't feel like it's my race because I've never done, done it. it. Yeah. And I'm scared to lose because yeah. I'm always yeah. winning. So it's a yeah. limiting thing mm-hmm. almost in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can tell you the thing for me, what I got to do for the end of the year is my debut stand up routine. And I've never done comedy, so it's like, oh boy, get, like, cause yeah. you know, and every comic say you're gonna get yeah. booed. You know, and I'm, deep, just not re- I'm just not ready to get booed. Like, I'm not ready to go back to Rome, Georgia, in my head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you ain't ready. So, like, but I gotta do it before the end of the year. It's gonna happen. I'll announce it on the podcast. Oh wow, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. we gotta exactly. holler at D, man. You know, D had his debut uh, last year. Uh, DDD, our homeboy. Yeah. Like, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's my moment. That's my moment yeah. when I became Eldridge. What's no your moment? Doubt. No doubt. And was man. it good or bad? I would say mine was good. See, mine took place over 90 days, man. I went to the Army at 17. And uh, basic training, bro. Three months. You uh, leave home. They intentionally send your ass as far away from home as they can. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm from Dallas. They sent me to New Jersey. Oh, wow. And uh, from the time you get there... Uh, they had a shit designed like red, white, and blue phase. So the red phase, as you might imagine, is hot and intense. They shave your hair, all your facial hair, and everything. To damn near want to take your name from you. Uh, and uh, but now nah, in that process, though, man, you know, you find out going from my junior year because I did it in the summer to my senior year. So I went back to high school, and um, I I literally through them 25 mile road marches and you learn how to kill somebody with a weapon and you learn how to save somebody's life as well 
Uh, it really grows you up. And uh, when I think back about one of those pivotal moments, uh, it was that because I came back to the hood and the day before I left, a nigga broke a 40 ounce bottle on my hip because we was a semi gangs, cliques and crews. We was a crew in my neighborhood, five of us. So some cats rolled over from College Park, but it was in Dallas and uh, they were, you know, trying to fight over some girl guy stuff. Mm -hmm. And the cat brought a pistol and another cat had a bat, you know, and I had my little dad, I had my dad's uh, wrench and uh, we had <laughs> sticks and shit. So my man uh, killed the 40 ounce. They jumped out the truck, drove on the street and uh, cast through the 40 ounce bottle at us. And it hit me and shattered on my hip, but nothing happened. So I leave and go to the military that the next day, this was the end of school. Needless to say, after he broke the 40 ounce bottle on my hip, my man pulled a, a pistol out. And so everybody was kind of froze on my side of things. And um, and that's what they was like, that's what I thought, niggas, y'all punk, da, 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 da. And they drove off. So my partners was left to deal with that because the next day I went to basic training. So I get back home from basic training. The same night, I called my partners. They up the street in the neighborhood, and there's some fighting shit going on. And it was just crazy how in that 90-day period, I literally went from a boy to a man and just shit had my head on straight. My senior year, I wasn't even about high school shit. I'm thinking college and getting life going. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to drill with grown men, speaking of being around grown men, listening to grown men things. Right. And uh, that part really helped me elevate my mind to where now I'm thinking, you know what? It ain't really about college per se. It's about really getting out here, mm -hmm. being a man, mm -hmm. and uh, everything that come with that, being responsible shit. And from then on, I left home that time at 17, finished high school, and I never lived with my parents again because I learned that I could do it mm -hmm. from going through that basic training experience, uh, 90 days. I wish all guys had to do that, like that wilderness kind. Because, I mean, boot camp's kind of what it is, like That's that wilderness yeah, experience was, yep. with all men. <sighs> Yeah. No mamas to call. No, exactly. you just Crying. really got. Yeah, I really <laughs> wish there was some kind of like. I think a lot of men could use that because I feel like we forget men need tribe just as much as women do it. I say. And so I, I just I feel like that'd be uh, helpful. So your moment in life where you kind of help shape who you are, whether it be young, childhood, 20s, 30s. Um, I feel like mine are mad heavy compared to everybody else's like that. Uh, That's why you here. Drop it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think that again, uh, infidelity uh, was huge for me, but it, because what it does is it changes your view on the world and love as you understand it, relationships as you understand it, your mm -hmm. expectation of love. Like that was a huge part. But before that years ago, 2011, my daughter was stillborn. And mm -hmm. that was one of the things where me, you know, growing up in church, I was big on faith. I was big on God. And I felt like God forgot about me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I, right, right. What's going on here? And mm -hmm. that, but for me, what it did is I was so angry, so hurt, so depressed. But I remember looking in the mirror one day and I was like, God, I'm angry. Like, I feel like you forgot about me, right. but I trust you. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was the lesson that has the reason why I can show up now dealing with infidelity or, or loss of a friend or, you know, death, because I learned in that moment to say yes right. to God and yes to myself. Mm -hmm. Everything else, it was when I say, God, I'm angry, but I trust you. 
that taught me that when I go through these huge moments in life, these milestones, like you mm-hmm. said, like I can say yes. And I may, I may feel down a day. I may feel sad a day. Mm-hmm. I may feel depressed. My decision to trust is already made. Definitely. And now I can give myself time for my emotions to catch up with my decision. Mm-hmm. But my decision to show up, my decision to trust God, my decision to say yes to me and God is already made. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So anytime now dealing with something, like I said, loss, infidelity, anything like that, now my decision I know I'm going to cry. I'm going to snot nose cry. I'm going <laughs> to cuss. I might throw things. Mm-hmm. But my decision to show up and say yes to God, say yes to myself, is already made. Right. Mm-hmm. And now I can give myself the time and my emotions a chance to catch up with my decision. But I decided then how, who, who do I want to be right. as a woman? How do I want to respond to life? Because mm-hmm. it's going to keep happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the common thread that has happened in these big moments in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just to... to Say yes to yourself. Say it because anything outside of that, like life is going to happen. And I said this, I think on Instagram earlier this week, like if it brings you back to yourself mm-hmm. or closer to God, then it was a valuable experience. And we're going to constantly have those moments. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't bring, if it, if it brings you back to God and back to yourself, no matter how bad, no matter how hard, then it was worth it. It was valuable. Right. And mm-hmm. you're still on the right path. You know what I mean? I definitely. So I like that saying yes. I like that saying yes. That's a T-shirt. Do. <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta do. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I think I'm going through my moment actually right now, trying to figure out who I am me as a, me. anyway, as a woman and as you know, just growing to know myself exactly. Um, last year was probably the hardest time for me to get to know myself i mean the year before that my grandfather died the last year my brother passed so it was kind of like a lot that was hitting me all at once and on top of that i'm i'm not home you know Mm. i don't have family here i don't have that shoulder to cry on i don't have that i need a second you know what i mean i go to work and i smile all the time you know what i mean like and then i go home and i'm just like why am i crying so hard you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like why do i put on this fake facade when I tell myself all the time it's okay to be sad. It's okay to, you know, like it's okay to go through the moments and go through the motions because that's, that's what's, real. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what's going to develop you. That's what's going to help you move. And, you know, I questioned God last year. You know what I mean? I was just like, why is all of this happening to me? Why is that yeah. now I'm in college when I need my family most? They're they're leaving. You know what I mean? What is, what's going on and why am I, why do I feel like you're getting even further? You know what I mean? Who can I speak to? Who can yeah. I call on? And me even with getting an apartment this year, you know, trying to keep my bills together, make sure my lights stay on. I mean, my light bill was out of (laughs) of the roof this month. And I was like, oh, my God. Now you understand why your parents are You know what I mean? (laughs) Unplug the toaster. You're not used to it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm the one walking around the house. Why is the light on? You're not in the bathroom. You're not in the bathroom. What are you doing? The kitchen? Why is the kitchen light on? I mean, even the oven light. Why is that on? I don't understand. So I now... That's what I mean. I'm 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 in my moment of yeah. okay. It's it's time to this start it. one growing up, and this is it. Like this yeah, is this, this is, is your time. This is and I'm gonna make sure you have my number before yes, I know a group yeah, of no amazing. Doubt. I think I'm be- a rarity. You. Like the women that I know and have been able and blessed mm-hmm. to do life with are yes. real, real people. Yeah, Not that shady stuff. Need, and I'm, even when you say don't don't even think about it as when you law like a facade because yeah. I, I do some people confuse like happiness and joy mm-hmm. and we won't always be happy but Not we can always have joy like mm. in those moments where 
happiness it's a fleeting feeling (laughs) no happiness it's a like when we lost when you lose somebody like that that hurts that hurts you grieve you're gonna feel that mentally emotionally spiritually and it's okay but the bridge between grief and joy is gratitude and that's why even when you're grieving Mm -hmm. you can have joy because sometimes you you may feel guilty for laughing or having a good time when you've experienced loss exactly like that's how no you may not always be happy you may not always be crying but Mm -hmm. you can maintain joy that's a state of being yeah and that's a real thing my problem is especially like last year when my brother passed away you know what i mean he was murdered I was I could not stay in my house. You know what I mean? That that was a memory that I constantly kept getting. I can't stay still because I constantly keep thinking. I'm in school, I'm about to start. That was the hardest semester of my life. I mean, I feel like I went into depression. Like I was wow. it was a lot that was going on with me personally to where I had to step back this summer and be like, Mercedes, who are you? You know what I mean? When you introduce yourself, what are you gonna say? Yeah. Okay, you're not you're twenty, you're from Brooklyn. Okay, that's basic. That's that's you know, that's resume. That I can hand you a piece of paper with all of that on. Yeah. But what I come and bring to the table is completely different. And that's what I need to, that's what I'm starting to work on. And that's where I feel like this is my moment to connect with other people so that y'all can see, okay, Mercedes, this is what I grasp from you. You know what I mean? Mm. This is what I see in you. And I could take that and be like, okay, I You're like that. Let me let me push those qualities out so that more people could see that about me. You're in a beautiful, mm. beautiful place. When women Thank start, it, at 20, if someone had taught me mm. as a woman that who I am is more about how I chose, like how mm-hmm. I, you're designed to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And if and when and how a man responds is between him and God. Yeah. But women, period, re- like understanding that femininity that you're designed to be. And it's not something like, how do I show up? What do I do? What are my credentials? What I, yeah. who you yeah. are is just your, you know what I mean? Definitely. Your ability to be and, and to Definitely. be loved and celebrated and just, that's Definitely. getting that at 21. <laughs> Girl. Hey, you winning, but I'm going to give y'all one more. Your questions are hard. Yeah, yeah that was man. like we really dig deep, and mm-hmm. I like that we, you know, can go off of each other. So, so last question, mm-hmm. last question. Um, I need y'all to get back in your time machines, right? Mm. And I, right now, under the sound of my voice, there's someone that is a teenager, living her teens, about, uh, and you just got finished with that. Yeah. There's someone that's about to start 20s. You are. Yeah. <laughs> and I just got finished with that. There's someone about to start their 30s. Me. And you just got finished <laughs> with that. <laughs> and then there's somebody that start their 40s. Circle of life. You. Circle of life. And, and you about to be finished with it. So, exactly. you know, and it, let's take a moment and give your greatest advice you could give to someone about to go into this next decade. And, um, well, since I'm the OG, uh, I'll start. <laughs> okay. Uh, nah, it's real simple, man. So you talking to uh, my sis now? She oh, because oh, okay. I'm listening. Oh, all yes, 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 yeah. Her yeah. Uh, you know, stepping into it, uh, don't take yourself too serious. Meaning, laugh. Keep laughing. You know, keep laughing, and then uh, remember the best is yet to come. Can there it is. I can handle that. There it is. Post, post call. Post call version. <laughs> okay. I am preparing to walk into 30 before I open this door. Do you have any uh, advice for me? I, I Honestly, you specifically, but groups of you, mm. all, you, Eldred, got it already. You stay true to yourself. Trust mm. yourself. Trust your instinct. Trust your gut. Like w- before you were created, God created a space for you. The lives that are attached to your life are already there. When you stay in your lane and run your race, it's not so much that you have to try so hard or do anything so difficult. The space for you is literally already created and waiting for you to show up. 
So if you stay true to you, true to your dreams, true to your gut, follow your instincts, you'll end up exactly where you're supposed to be. So I think you already have that as a, you're good. You know what I mean? In general, like 30-year-olds, I would honestly say, I think, to me, I'm big on God and energy and love. And I would say that just remember that God is love, right? right? Not like love, not all these, God is love, period. That means if we have a description of what love is, love is kind, love is patient, love keeps no record of wrong, because it's all character. Mm. And if your only job in your 30s, 20s, period, old 50s, is to be more like God, is to be more like love, you have a blueprint. So no matter what career you choose, no matter what relationship you choose, no matter what hobbies you choose, if you remember God is love and your job is to be more like God, you may be the only God that someone meets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you want to be kind, you want to be compassionate, you want to be forgiving, you want to expect the best. You want So that goes across all of our ages. But 30, I think that's when you really start trying to, what am I supposed to be doing? What's my purpose? What's my, God is love. Trust your gut. The space for you is already created. Just be, just do what it is you're being, like you feel, you know, we all know. Right. We just yeah, don't listen. You're not crazy. Yeah, you're yeah, not crazy. Yeah, you're so, not crazy. So uh, I like that. Thank you so much. I need to hear that for sure. Personally, I need to hear that. Mercedes, I'm going to go to you because I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to sign us off after this. So to the young people that are, you know, they about to graduate high school. I got a lot of high school students that listen. They're getting ready to go into college. Cool thing about you, you're 20, but you're in your senior year. You'll be done with college in May. So, like, (laughs) talk to them young people that's about to start school. Like, what, what advice you got? Give them some gems. Um have fun it's okay to let go let go at the right moments and know when to get back on the bandwagon you know what I mean know when to know when to know when there's a time and a place for everything you know what I mean and trust yourself that's the biggest thing that's the biggest you you are especially if you're going away for school especially if you know you're going somewhere where you really are on your own trust yourself your gut you you are your biggest judge like you know what I mean you are you create your own decisions. Everybody else can critique them, but you create your own. So it's not about making the right decisions, but learning from those decisions because this is the biggest time where you'll make the most mistakes. And it, like you guys said, you get a pat on the back, but don't don't keep doing it. You right. know what I mean? Learn from it and keep moving on. True and story. That's, that's the best. That's good. Nice, nice. Thank you. And to those people that are getting ready to enter your 20s, <laughs> congratulations, you made it. It's a lot of people that didn't make it. You are here. And uh, my advice, you know, there's a, there's a saying that says you spend your first 30 life to learn, your second 30 to earn, and your third 30 to return. We're just talking about that. And I see truth in that in my life as far as, like, I took a lot of time sitting under a lot of people, and I've learned a lot of shit in life. And now that stuff that I learned is it's pouring out when it comes to my career and how I'm surviving, how I'm like living the life I'm living now. So to 20 year olds, I would say, man, your relationships, everything, but I'm telling you, you know, there's, there are different types of currency. There's cash currency. Yes, sir. Don't focus on that. Focus on your time currency, how you spend your time. Focus on your relationship currency. The people yes. you're building with, and I promise you, the cash currency will come in because I've done a great job. And it's funny, like 
David is a big deal in my life. You know, we'll talk about that on the other podcast. He just came in. But, like, just people I've met that have just completely changed my life. David technically is the reason why I know Let Us Make Man. If we go all the way back to the root of it, all the way back to the root of how we met, you know what I'm saying? Because he the first person that you talked to Don at the service project when we met Don, my ex-girlfriend who I dated, and I liked her dad, and her dad introduced me to Mao, and Mao introduced me to y'all. Like, so we uh, never coincidence, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's never that. It's never that. So like to my twenty, to and, and and this is anybody in life, but I'm talking to the twenty year olds. Like yo, your relationships. I would just say. Get around, like, and then, you know, you ever notice we got those friends that we really like, but they're busy all the time? Mm-hmm. And, and But when we meet them, we pick up where we left off. But somehow we don't make time for them, but we make time for, like, the okay people in our life. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how that works, but it's like, stop that cycle. <laughs> like, the people that are dope, that are real dope, and they're doing great things, like, get around them. Even if True. you got to inconvenience yourself, mm-hmm. they're like, yo, I just need to be around this energy. Exactly. Like, That's good it, advice. Yeah, it's great advice. Just, yeah. just being around that. So I just say focus on the relationships. And um, just to everybody else out there listening, man, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Thanks Tune for in. Thank you thank guys you. for thank coming. You. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. thanks um, for the invite. Thank you. Do you want to uh, people? Do you want to uh, share your uh, social media handles if you want anybody to follow y'all? Tell y'all where y'all are. Yeah, yeah, if you want to, kinda sorta Kai, K I N D A S O R T A underscore Kai. I'm pretty uh, open, vocal, transparent. Same yeah, way yeah, yeah. On, across the board. Yeah, cool, so. cool. Hit Eldridge if you want to holler at me. <laughs> OG. That's an OG. <laughs> no <answer>. IG OG. <laughs> oh, no, he on that. He just got that on there. No, I need, I need a filter, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, smart. Mercedes Mackey. Mercedes spelled like the car. Last name M-A-C-K-I-E. Mercedes the Mac. And you know me. Just Eldridge. J-U-S-T-E-L-D-R-E-D-G-E. Follow me on all platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and even TikTok. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah, look, follow me. Please do me a favor, share, like, rate, review this episode. Nice and nice. in the comments, tell us how you feel about your decade, what you're living or the decade you're about to go yeah. into. Exactly. Let's have let's start this conversation and ultimately enjoy life. And just like we started at the beginning of this, have good Times. Thank you very much. We're out.